You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Dog.com. For everything and anything dog, shop Dog.com today for all the top brands. Greenies, Frontline, Kong, Nylabone, Royal Canin, and more. Shop at Dog.com and use the promo code SADGPR and get $15 off your order of $75 or more. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Hey, good morning. Welcome to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan with, with Sarah Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Halloween. Happy post-Halloween. Actually, it's not post. It's probably Halloween for some people today. But uh, did your doorbell ring like crazy last night? It did not. We were quiet. Did you? We had a, uh, had a few people over, and people were dressed up in just outrageous costumes, and it's always fun, and it's just a fun time of year to see adults act like children sometimes. Actually, <laughs> it's a great excuse, but we're some of the best. Oh, gosh. What can I say? I don't know. It's just... <clears throat> it's just funny. It's just fun to see people just kind of do <laughs> step out of the box, so to speak. Yes. And, you know. But anyway, so uh, today we have a good show. Today we have a great show. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about cats and dogs, which you always do. We're going to be discussing autism and and um, and uh, the role that dogs play. In Pets that. in general, and they're doing research right now on dogs specifically. Yeah. But I would bet that uh, cats play a role too. They just haven't done the research yet. Yeah, and you know, I I, I would I. Took a drive up to uh, Kachiko mm-hmm. yesterday, and um, you know, it, there are so many cats. So many there. cats need homes. They yes. do, and uh, you know what? I'm going to come clean today. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm a cat guy. You know, I was always a dog guy. I was a dog guy through and through vet school. After vet school, I love dogs. I love dogs more than anybody. I always said, but I'll tell you, cats are such an easy pet. They're wonderful. I've been a cat person much longer than I've been a dog person, yeah. actually, and they're just uh, lovely, lovely companions, and just as social and bonded and sweet. And the purring thing that cats do—that just that makes them winners. I just think that you know there was a fellow who came in this week and and he had this cat and he said you know I. Wasn't even a cat guy, and, and he said, but "This guy's great." Yeah, he watches the game with me. Yeah, he sits there, he hangs out. So, you know, they're really fun pets. And uh, if you had any inclination about getting a cat, um, gosh, go up to Kachiko because oh, they've got so kittens. Many. They have every selection possible. Anything you could possibly want, it's there, and you will be charmed. And there's too many of them. Yeah, there are. Well, they reproduce really, really well. Which yes, is a they darn shame. do. They do. But there's way too many cats. But they are easy pets to own. Compared, and you know something? They're actually probably less expensive too, because yeah. you know dogs tend to have more visits to the vet, and uh, than cats do. A lot of times, cats, it's you know, it's kind of a once a year. How's everything going? Right, look, and listen, you're done. feel, and you're done. Yeah, and dogs tend to. Uh, we have those what we call the frequent flyers that come in. Well, hey, they're less likely to eat a corn cob than your basic Labrador. Who yes, is. true, very true. <laughs> hey, our number this morning is eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. Sarah's going to be joining us each and every Sunday now as we keep going with uh, our show, and. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, all the usual current events, but any health and behavior issues that you have, give a call. We're here. Again, it's 888-441-9876. So that's my plug. That's my plug to get some cats adopted today. I really want to see people get a cat. Well, get a cat you know? and please spay and neuter the cat because yeah. that is the big problem. They reproduce a problem. twice a year, often six to eight kittens at a time, and the numbers just build 
astronomically, and people have no idea how quickly that can happen. And it's such a shame. It is, and um, ugh, gosh, I don't know. What, am I, what else am I going to say? So they're all, they're, they're at, it's like that everywhere. All you, you could say anything. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've it, met it, Jim. It, it was, what are you going to say? It was hard to see, it was hard <laughs> to see all those cats that need homes, and they're nice cats too. So uh, I think they're actually going to. They'll probably do like a, a special for you if you wanted to, if you took two, you know? And two are right. Two kittens, you will not be depressed. You no, may be busy. God. You may have to learn to do a little home repair, but you will not be depressed. And they're fun. And it's nice to have two cats. And you know what's tough, Sarah, is when you think about if you have two cats, and then later on you want to introduce that cat, it's, a, it's always kind of a mixed bag. Because right. you never know how, how, they're gonna how they're going to get along. With dogs, it tends to be a bit more predictable. But well, cats, right? Well, people don't give cats enough time. Where yeah. dogs take days to adapt, cats can take weeks or months. And doing some separation, there's some things you can do, like changing bedding back and forth so yeah. the cats get used to the scent. There are all kinds of ways you can do it. In general, people do it too quickly. They kind of t- It would be like me taking somebody off the street and saying, you're having a roommate, Jim, and you better right. like him. <laughs> right. um, from day one. From day one. You, <laughs> if you weren't expecting it and you didn't ask for it, you might have a bad reaction. But if you do the introduction properly, often cats will at least be comfortable enough with each other. And, I, and you know, cats are, have the tendency to uh, just kind of go on this major hunger strikes to say, you know what? I don't know who this guy is you just brought in the house, but I'm not going to eat. Well, so I don't like you. I don't like whoever this guy is. And I'm just going to not eat for about a week. But so. they can feel pressured off the food bowl. So one of the things that I would suggest for people that are doing that is putting two feeding stations, two litter box areas, right. so that if one is feeling right. anxious about getting to the resources, they can do it easily. Because sometimes a cat will sit vigil, and they don't even realize that the cat sitting across the kitchen staring by the food bowl is enough to keep the other cat in the closet. I know. But it's, so it's not every time you get a cat, oh, no, but it's, it is, it's, it's less predictable than it is with a dog. Yeah, and you have to be a little bit more. They just take time. They're strongly opinionated. Yes, often. we are in their world. Yes. <laughs> which I kind of love that. But, it's, but they are great pets, and they're easy pets to take care of. So if anyway you had it in you or you're thinking about one, just go up and take a look today. There's lots of pets up there, and we're going to have uh, Karen in at the end of the show to talk about, you know, usually we do a pet of the week, which is a dog. Yes. And I'm going to really kind of push for a, a cat today. Right. Because there were so many. Well, so we could probably, we should talk to them, maybe a dog and a cat. Maybe a dog and a cat together. Why not? I know. It, it can happen, you know. It can, dogs and cats living together right. in a Ghostbusters? <laughs> just, yeah, just not, not, not Bill Clinton's house. Remember Bill? Not, yeah. just didn't work in his house for whatever reason. We'll well, talk, we can talk about that. Anyways, it's Dr. Jim with Sarah. Number is 888-441-9876, and we'll be back after this break. There's a movement afoot, ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code GPR at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to 1-800-PETMEDS.com forward slash GPR to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PETMEDS.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pet's ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Just in case you need a good zombie song, first thing on a Sunday morning, this is Sarah Wilson back with Dr. Jim McKiernan and our guest today, Melissa Fisher from Puppy Homeschool down in New York. And one of the uh, studies that we saw recently was a study showing that dogs dramatically help children with autism to calm down and cope better. And I happen to know that one of Melissa's uh, special loves in dog training and in life is helping uh, Asperger's children uh, succeed. And she does work with family dogs in homes with Asperger's kids, teaching the parents and the children games they can play to be more successful. So good morning, Melissa. Good morning. I'm happy to be here. Oh, glad to have you here. Um, what are some of the behaviors you see dogs really helping Asperger's kids with? Well, can we, can we, yes. what, what is, what, how would you define Asperger's? I've heard the term loosely used but could you help um, us with that well it's often considered high functioning autism okay. um often um very intelligent um children who are socially um awkward or delayed um and don't pick up on social cues automatically um it, there can be a broad range right. um but it, that's sort of the general picture adults too or is it just oh certainly adults too um but it's there are way more children diagnosed with asperger's now than there were let's say even 10 years ago and there's not sure why whether it's the diagnostic procedures are more in place or that it's on the rise and is it a diagnosis of and i know we're going to talk about how dogs implement it but is it a diagnosis of of um it's not really a diagnosis of blood or a medical test it's more of how you evaluate a person right it's behavioral and social interaction yes and what are some of the signs you see that would help define someone as asperger's um, well, um, lack of eye contact or being uncomfortable making eye contact, um, uh, inability or 
um, less ability to read another's body language, um, facial um, signs. You have to often teach mm. people with Asperger's to read um, emotions on faces. And because they're not making eye contact, they, of course, aren't seeing it. And whether that's causative to that or because they don't see anything interesting there. Right, right. And they tend not to it. pick up on, on social nuances, things that... Um, Children often just sort of pick up by osmosis um, in social interactions. Often children with Asperger's need to be very specifically taught on whether it's how to, how to shake a hand, how to make eye contact, how to um, make small talk and interact. Is that where dogs can come in? Absolutely. Um, I, it's, it's really helpful for children to um, make eye contact with a dog mm -hmm. because it's less threatening. Oh, um, it can be hard for them at first, but they can practice with the dog and it's just it's easier and it's very rewarding. So mm -hmm. if the family works with a dog um, to teach the dog to make eye contact and enjoy that, then they can work with the child to do that with the dog. And that can be a big help for the child. So you can make that a game? You can absolutely make it a game. I like to um, teach the dog that if you hold a treat out in your hand, then the dog learns to look at the person, then they get the treat, make eye contact. Then if the child with Asperger's, let's say, holds a treat out to their right or to their left, then the dog stares at the child, and as soon as the child sees the dog making eye contact, then they can reward the dog. That gives them the opportunity to break the eye contact, mm -hmm. which is actually rewarding for the child at that point, perhaps. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. Interesting. So you don't even frame it to the child as if they're teaching eye contact. You're teaching the dog to look at you, and that's what they become. Absolutely. Very and that's, good. It gives the child um, a little bit of... Um, empowerment in the relationship because the child is then teaching the dog oh. to do something but it's also giving the child a life skill and um, one child I've worked with who's a um, he's now 16 um, I've talked with him at first I just worked with mm -hmm. him to make eye contact with the dog but then I began to explain to him this will help you in the future mm -hmm. if you want to go have a job interview and get mm -hmm. a job this is an important skill and, and did he guy, latch on to that oh he certainly did and he's very much on board and his dog now stares adoringly at him in between training exercises or anything that's but great how, does the same thing apply to shaking hands things like that give a paw teaching sort of greeting skills yep we did that too with um with uh, greeting skills mm -hmm. and also just with um being able to moderate how he touches the dog because at first sometimes it, these children might not know how to moderate to not be touching too hard so i'll have right. a parent hold the child's hand over the top of the child's hand mm -hmm. and then they can help the child learn to stroke s sensitively and gently is that all part of the not having the social feedback cue the kids really can't rate what might feel pleasurable or might not because they're not able to imagine easily i think that's probably true because it, it often touch isn't pleasant for them ah okay and what at what age i mean are, we, are you starting with four-year-olds or six-year-olds um yeah with a, i could start with a young child like four-year-old six-year-old that's where i would specifically have the um, parent interlace their fingers over the child's the back of the child's hand and then move the child's hand over the dog um are you able to uh, pick that up at, at an early age of four and six-year-olds oh yes no question not often very yeah. often even younger wow because of the lack of eye contact. Is it also rhythmic behaviors? I know some of the autistic it children. Can, it can be rhythmic behaviors. It can be um, like a lack of an ability to converse with someone, more of a talking at a person. Okay. Um, another thing I've done in sessions is the child, often a child with Asperger's, has one particular subject that they really want to talk about. That's mm -hmm. it. That's their comfortable subject. Um, and so I'll often say, right now we're focusing on this. In 10 minutes or in 15 minutes, then we're going to take a little break 
and you can talk to me about mm-hmm. your subject, whether right. it's telling a joke or whatever. Right. And then, and then we'll get back to what we're doing with the dog. And so that just sort of helps bring the rhythm and gives the child the opportunity to break out of the their perseveration okay. on one particular topic. Fascinating! What a gift to families to be able to use the family pet in this way. Yeah, what I a mean, fun I, addition. I yeah, I have not heard of the Asperger's uh, part of it, but I have heard of kids who have autism and dogs helping them really become more um, comfortable and relaxed. It really know? does. I've seen um, the child sometimes learns to touch the dog and you can instantly see tension released from the child. It's, yeah. just, it's a wonderful thing to see that when a child just puts his hand on the dog's head once they've built that bond and the anxiety just drains right out of their face and their body. And that's exactly what this study found, that the cortisol levels of stress hormones were dropping in the child because of that bond. There's so much more to learn about this bond that we haven't even yet begun to Mm. explore. It's nice, that's a great story. I also wonder about, with we've talked before about oxytocin levels, and I wonder if oxytocin levels come up when the child touches the dog. Right, and for listeners, oxytocin is the hormone that makes you more social, calmer, friendlier, more adaptable, and they found that when we touch animals, any animals, um, that our oxytocin levels go up, and nicely with our companion animals, their oxytocin levels go up as well. So it's mutually calming in a pet animal. So I am sure that that's true, that we're making chemical changes in people's brains when they connect to their animals. How great is that? It's very exciting. It's the best. Thank you so much. And again, Melissa Fisher is at puppyhomeschool.com and people who are dealing with this challenge can resource her and she'll be more than happy to help you. Thank you very much. And we will be... Are we winding out there? I can't Mm. tell from the music. Sorry. (laughs) Let's go. Jim, take it. Dr. Jim, where are we? Wait a minute. I have new... Oh, wait. We have new music now. This is nice. Yes, Dr. Jim with Sarah. Our number again is 888-441-9876. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the 10 most common mistakes that pet owners make. It's interesting. You'll be surprised what number one is. We'll be back after this break. from experience feels like home for her enter the code gpr10 gpr the number 10 and get 10 percent off any order no minimum at petco.com Celebrate your special occasion and give her this classic semi-eternity band created with one carat brilliant diamonds channel set in 14 carat white gold. Exclusively yours from ice.com. Free shipping over $150, free returns and 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to ice.com and use promo code ACTFP and get 20% off your purchase or use promo code ADTFP and get 20% off at diamond.com ice.com or diamond.com get 20% off from Pet Life Radio Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world in fact fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses 
In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. PetLifeRadio.com Pet <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson. And we are talking health and behavior of pets today. What a great topic. What a good feel-good story. And I'll tell you what, Sarah, no matter what you have in your life, you've got to be thankful for your health. And you've got to be thankful for what you have each day. Absolutely. And when you meet people, you know, who are less privileged than we are from a health standpoint and to see what dogs can do to their lives and just right on. So my hat's off. You know, Absolutely. We're only limited right now by our ability to ask them. They keep being able to do more and more things for us, whether it is diagnosing cancer from our breath, right. which is extraordinary, or yeah. finding termites and bed bugs, or helping autistic children calm down, or now they're using dogs to locate pods of killer whales uh, yeah. out in the ocean, which is amazing. So really, it's, uh, we are not near the limit of what dogs can do for and with us in our lives. I just like to get them to live a little bit longer. Well, you do a good job at that. Well, I know. But, <laughs> you know, if you think about it, the, the good ones, you just want to, hey, give me another few years. I'm not done yet. Yeah, but Anyways. I don't think you're ever done with no. love. It's just oh. not the way it is, which is why you have to cherish it to get back to your first comment. Every day it's there. You and I shared a, shared a good a good email on this, uh, the top 10 pet owner mistakes. And yes. gosh, when you read it, it, there's some um, there's some validity here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is. But these these are mistakes that people make owning yes. a pet. Yes. And, the, and the number ten was punishing your pet. And now we all do it, to a, but to a, to to lesser degrees than some. Right. Some Absolutely. Yell. Well, it's my experience after twenty three plus years of dog training is that people yell or punish when they're frustrated and they don't know other things to do, and that's why at mysmartpuppy.com we're all about getting to the good. That's yeah. one of our say sayings: get to the good, get to the good, get to the good. Because you have to remember that your dog or cat does not know the positive alternative. So when you're frustrated with them, they're not thinking, "Gee, you know, I really should have done X," and then they wouldn't be mad at me. They're just thinking, "Whoa, they're mad at me!" I've got to like head right. for cover you so so they're not uh getting Incoming. educated <laughs> that's right they've lost their minds but so th that's a good point because what you do is you can give you can provide people as a trainer a yes. teacher of people and dogs you know, solutions to, to help absolutely you don't have to live with it your frustration is understandable right. but the solution is going to be building the behavior you want and preventing the behavior you don't want not usually punishing after the fact no and punishing your dog after the fact does absolutely nothing and, no. it's, and it's frustrating to, to see 
Well, and it usually feels bad to the person, too. They don't like doing it. They just don't know what else to do. Yeah, they think they're doing the right thing. Right. Sometimes. They just don't know what else they're doing, yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked about that the dog, when you get home, the dog gives you that look like, oh, my God, I did something I shouldn't have done, so therefore I am guilty and I'm really smart and have you figured it out yet? No, not really. Yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't know that four four hours ago when I got frightened and I chewed your shoe that I should have alternatively, what, pressed redial on the phone? Come home! Exactly. I'm freaked. No. But anyway, so number nine is uh, failing to make your home pet friendly. Now, isn't that an interesting one? Well, I see that all the time. I went in recently. Somebody had a young Labrador, uh, about seven months old, and they had some boxes of nails and tacks on their bottom shelf in their kitchen because they just weren't thinking about the fact that the dog could, and in my (laughs) estimation, will eventually take those boxes down and eat them. So, yes, you have to puppy-proof and remove things, not just from easy reach, but from standing on the back legs reach. So the uh, steel wool in the sink, the scrubber from the barbecue, the tin foil. What do you see that dogs get into that you think people should keep out of range? You see that more than I do. Well, you know, the, it's just funny. As I'm reading this, it says, uh, uh, Dr. Dodman from Tufts says, a dog needs a crate like a teenager needs a room. <laughs> 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 Provide a crate or a cozy bed for the dog to hang out. Um, we know with kids, um, when you have children, there are organizations now that will come into your house and they will childproof. Good yeah. idea. Yeah. So all of your drawers right. you know, open up just a little bit. The yep. cupboards open. You know, what products to get rid of. Um, so it, it, it's similar, too, with dogs and cats. But you know, a lot of this is, you know, you forget, you know, maybe one litter box for three cats. Yes. It's hello. The, hello. But that's people just don't know. It's right. really a litter box per cat. And also you need to look at your house plants and see if any yes. are toxic. And you could have had a plant for years, but now that you have a pet in your house, you need to really consider that. There are all sorts of things. Putting away your socks and uh, unmentionables because they will get swallowed and chewed. Very well. Absolutely. Very well put, yes. Yes. <laughs> and the more expensive the item is, the more likely it is to be chewed. Just take that as one person's experience. Um. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, it's, a lot of it's common sense of what you leave out. And, you know, if, and if you have a Labrador Retriever, they're going to get in the trash. So. Oh, now, come on. You know what common sense is? It's experience that's been understood. What's common sense for my auto mechanic is not common sense for me. And what's that's common true. sense for us as dog and cat professionals isn't common sense for the uh, average pet owner. So we're happy to help you. If you've got questions about how to puppy-proof or what your animal got into, ask us. We're happy to help you figure it out and prevent problems from developing. Here's number eight. Leaving a pet home alone too long. Now, who doesn't do that? Well, it's hard in today's world not to. It's very difficult. Right. Again, that's another plug for a cat because the cats actually kind of enjoy you not being around sometimes. Well, well, they adapt, but it's a real plug for dog walkers and pet sitters that are growing all over the place. And there's so many options now for daycare that if you have a young animal that you have to leave for long hours, you can now find a place for them if you can afford it. And also there are people now that are pet sharing. People that work at night share with someone who works during the day and the pet goes back and forth. There's so many options. You just have to get a little creative. Yeah. And and honestly, and you know, it's okay if the pet's going to be home for four, five, six hours. It's okay. Yes, yes. That's they're, fine. They're just going to relax. They're going to sleep. Yeah, young dogs sleep often 18, 20 hours a day when they're really growing. But... You can't then come home and go out, right. and you have to make time. You have to get up early, and they can't go for eight, nine, ten hours at a stretch. It's just, you see stress behaviors developing. What's the name of that book you guys did? You did a book on put, selecting a dog. Pause to Consider. Pause to Consider. Yep. And it was a nice book because it talked about choosing the breed that's best for you and your family. 
That's a tough one because people tend to think of looks first and then personality. I yeah. call it the junior high syndrome is how we all started picking dates yeah. way back when, right? Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And then you wake up. Yeah. So what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? Wait a minute. This personality <laughs> trait's really important to me. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I actually, my daughter is in that book. That's another reason why I love that book. Yes. Because you have a picture of her with the Chesapeakes. I, I, have, I used to have two Chesapeakes at the time. Yes, that's an adorable picture. So anyways, leaving your dog at home alone too long, it, and that's not a good thing. Let's, you know, it's, um, it leads to problematic behaviors. They, chew, they have a limited number of things they can do. They can chew, they can bark, they can pace, they can dig, they can pee, they can poop. None of them you want in your house. And you know what? A lot of times exercise really helps with that. So if, you're gonna, if you know you're going to be leaving your home alone for longer than usual, run them. Yes, absolutely. And it's amazing how many people I, I ask these days, I say, do you run? No. Mm -hmm. Well, have you thought about running? Don't like it. But I, and I'll say, it is, would be the perfect thing to do with your dog. Yes. Because you have this dog is wound up. It's like, i got to do something. i got to go. Just run with the dog. Yep. It's amazing. They get back home, and they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're <laughs> well, that done. Yeah, that doesn't matter anymore. That's right. I feel better. It's a great way, and uh, there's just so many different ways of syndromes, whether it's anxiety, yep. whether it's weight. Yep. Um, I guess it can cross over to people, too, but, you know, it's amazing what running your dog. Or just exercising dog. for yourself and your dog, and I'd add mental exercise. What's nice about running is if the dog's really running with you by your side, right. that's a great mental exercise. At the same time, it's a great physical exercise, and you can get a calmer dog than a dog park. But a dog park's a great option for people. They're all over the country, I know. and you can go down and hang out. Um, you just have to watch your dog, and you have to have one of those dogs that does well in the dog park. Not all dogs do. No, and we have one now in Dover. It's perfect. Have you seen it? Yay, Dover. Have you been there yet? I have not been there. Oh, we should go. Okay. Maybe we'll go afterwards. It's a beautiful day. It but is gorgeous. It's gotten a lot of good, uh, just great feedback, great feedback. And, uh, and you know what? You, and this is really kind of cool because you, you, like, you wrote the book on a lot of this behavior. Mm -hmm. You're not like most people. Most of us would go there and say, oh, isn't that fun? And look at how much fun they're having over there. And look at how much. No. Sarah would go <laughs> and Sarah would have it all figured out to say, okay, before it happens, she'd say, all right, watch that particular dog. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, in yeah. about 30 seconds, we're going to have a, yeah, there's the fight. <laughs> yes, they're right. I oh, see that this one's being a little bit of a bully. Yep. But that's, that's what makes you a good dog trainer is that you can pick stuff up before... It's like being a lifeguard. You want to bring them in before they drown. <laughs> in a perfect world. Yes. <laughs> yes, the the clue is, or the trick is, to see what happens before what happens happens. All right. So anyway, so that's the other one. Don't leave them home too long. Yes. Um, number seven. Number six. Oh. Skimping on exercise. Yes. It's so easy when life is busy just not to get enough exercise for ourselves or our animals. Pets have pent-up energy that needs to be unleashed through physical activity. Otherwise, it will be channeled into barking, jumping, or even hostile behavior. Well, and let's add in uh, for cats, ankle grabbing, pouncing, bedtime assaults when you're asleep. I mean, cats need as much exercise as the dogs, and it's often <laughs> so forgotten, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. I had a cat who used to love to pounce on my feet anytime I rolled over. It was not a bonding part of our... No. It's... <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Walk your dog at least twice a day for a minimum of 30 minutes each, says Cesar Milan, host mm -hmm. of the Dog Whisperer. To your dog, that's primal activity. Birds fly, fish swim, dogs walk. There you go. So He's right about that. They need to get exercise. Yeah. And you, cats, too. They're hunting animals. They need to do things. What do you think of him, Cesar? I think he's done a lot to bring training to the awareness of the American public. Which is a good thing, isn't it? I mean, his, you know, it's, it, it's a field that has so many different to, what, methods and tools right. that it's, you kind of have to accept a lot of it. 
And then, but there's a lot of people who look at his way and they say, oh my gosh, he doesn't know what he's talking about because it does work. You could do yeah, it totally. Yeah, you can't say, yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't say he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, I think what people are frustrated about um, is that they're concerned that some of the methods that he can employ really well will be employed poorly by the pet owner and then possibly cause trouble. I, I see it as uh, a race car driver telling somebody with a learner's permit how to drive. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, okay, the ra- works great for a race car driver, but might be a little much in the family van. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a great, but he has done a lot to... Absolutely. To it all, so... Single-handedly. Yeah. N- mistake number six, neglecting to socialize your pet. Yeah. That's a big one, isn't it, Sarah? It's a huge one, and puppyhood goes by so quickly that people lose track that a week in a puppy's life is like a month later on, and you just lose the opportunity. Those first 16 weeks is really when your puppy learns what the world is about. Okay, so let's say you don't. Let's say you get a dog, and, and, and I see this almost, I see this weekly. Yes. Where I get these dogs where the people are now covering up for them. The dogs, are, they're, not, they're not great social pets, but they're good at home, and they're they love each other yes so so then what so is it too late to socialize it's never too late to make improvements never too late and the the thing is to figure out how to help your dog because my perspective is the dog's going to live in our world they shouldn't be frightened of our world that's really a scary thing animals don't fake their emotions they're really that frightened so anything we can do to make them less stressed is for the benefit but if your dog's functioning in your life your cat's functioning in your life then that's great we're just going to make additions it's never too late. It's never too late. But I tell you, it's harder though, isn't it though? I mean, once they're set in their ways, once it's an older dog that is just, you know, you just can't, if they're afraid of noises, you just can't introduce them to the noise and say, come on, you should be okay doing Oh, this. no, yeah, you can't flooding. Flooding is a dangerous act. No, you introduce yeah. a little at a time, you make it a positive thing. You know, one of the things I have people do with noise-phobic dogs is stir their food with a metal metal dish, metal spoon. Stir, 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 feed them. Pretty soon they hear that sound, they go, oh, goody, food! <laughs> and we start them up. Uh, this is Dr. Jim with Sarah. We are talking pets. We're talking dogs and cats. Our number is 1-888-441-9876, and we'll be back after this break. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code LUCKYS20 at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word L-U-C-K-Y-S and the number 20. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guess you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand. 
only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. When the crypt doors creak and the tombstones quake, spooks come out for a swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize and begin to... <laughs> That's a new one on me. What was that? <laughs> Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is cool stuff. It's Halloween. Woo-hoo. That was terrible. Sorry, I sounded like Mr. Ed. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I did not find a lot of freaked out. We, last week we talked about pets and what's it like for knocking on doors. But yeah. for the most part, I didn't see that. And I probably went to 20, 30 homes last night. Good. Yeah. That's was, excellent. Yeah, I didn't see a lot. You know, I saw a lot of the... Actually, what I did see was the pet was the dog, for the most part, was involved with it. You know, like, come on, let's go say hi. So oh, that's that was, great. Right. That's a well-socialized dog. Uh, now, the hard part is this. This is where, you know... Well, we're going to see it, I'm sure, in my clinic this week, is that is they're going to get into it. Yeah, they're going to get into candy. They're going to get into that candy. And we talked about it last week, how, you know, we we talked about how it's, what is it, was an ounce per pound of the yes. regular milk chocolate. It's worse if you get into the baking chocolate. Side effects we talked about, a restlessness and hyperactivity and panting, and, you know, the heart rate goes zipping up. Well, and yeah, for most people, the most the thing you'll notice most is the nonstop diarrhea in your house. Yes. <laughs> That's what will happen. That's you the, won't miss that one. That's the thing we're going to see the most. That's what's going to bring them in. That's, that gets them in every time, right? Um, well, yeah, it's disgusting, too. Yes, it is. And, uh, but anyways, these are dogs that uh, they, they can block up. And we talked about that last week. Yeah, from the wrappers. They get into those wrappers, and, they, and that's just like, it's like a cork going through the intestinal, uh, the intestines. So and can, can you be get smart. that? Yeah, Hide so. that candy. Out of reach. Out of reach. And then you got to watch your kids you who know, may be uh, stashing it someplace you know to make sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, of course they not are. Not only do they stash it, but they divide up to what's good, yes. what's not good, what I like, who's going to get this, I'm not going to get that. Right. You know what's an interesting thing, too, I was thinking, is that we've now created medicines that are, like, very palatable for dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool, right? Be- yes. Especially the glucosamines or, yes. or the rimadils. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Yeah, they're very palatable to dogs. Yes, so dogs now look at them as, hey, yeah, yum, yum. there's 60 of those on the counter. Yeah. I can get those and eat them all. Yes. So I, we're seeing more and more dogs who are getting into the entire bottle oh. of the good medicine. T- yeah. Yeah. I wonder about that with things like uh, chewable vitamins no. with kids too. Right. They're just, they're like no, candy. It, yeah. So you, you, as a pet owner, again, it's one of those things you've got to be careful about. You just can't leave it on the... And you know, and I, I've seen it. Yeah. And, and the weird thing is, I've even seen it with cats. We had a cat that ate a boatload of Rimadyl, and this cat had no business being alive. Wow. It should have been. It, it just pulled through. I don't know. But it's just, it's a cat thing. It's a cat. They just, they'll humble you. You think you're a great cat. Bag. Yeah, they're very good for ego management cats. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they just, they, they make you, you can't, you know, they're, they're great. They're, but uh, they're just, they'll come through. They'll pull through sometimes. You wonder how, 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 how do they do it? Anyways, so we're up with, we're, we're, that brings us to another one, which is another mistake people make, which is dispensing too many free treats. Yes. What's wrong with that? 
obesity well, for one thing and the other thing well, is if they get stuff for free why should they work harder for it treats lose their training value if your pet gets them for no reason but can't we just give them love and say here's another treat come on ah but let's not confuse love with food shall we <laughs> that's true <laughs> and it's sort of like if you walked by your kid every every time you walked by you told them that you love them and gave them a dollar how could you expect them to do their chores for five dollars at the end of the week so if you want something to be important, you have to make it important by having it be relevant and significant and not always available. Oh, can't we just give them all food and get them all fat and overweight? It's amazing. You know what they're talking about these days? 45% of our pets are not overweight or obese. Or obese is such a shame. Obese. And I remember a study, I don't have the link for that right now, where when they asked people who had obese animals and they asked people who didn't, the people who owned obese animals thought that every time the animal came to them, they were looking for a treat. And the people with normal weight animals felt that every time the animal came to them, they were looking for play or interaction or exercise. So often we get love confused with food. And if you start doing training or other activities that really make your dog's tail wag or your cat purr, you won't be as readily confused. You can give them something else to do. There's a book out on that, too. Is there? Yeah, it's called Dogology or something oh. like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Go- it's go- a f- <laughs> Google that book, Dog- Dogology, and you'll Thanks, see, a Jim. P- see a picture of Sarah. And uh, that's what it is, isn't it? Yes, it's what our relationship with our pets tell about us. And often it's through our own lens that we look at our animals. I saw one woman once. I asked her why she brought the dog in for training. And she said because the dog was a cold, withholding female dog. And I looked shocked because it was a little happy golden retriever puppy. And it turned out that she felt that every time the dog left the room that she was being rejected by the dog because she projected that onto the puppy. And the puppy was just frightened by this woman's intensity. So once we straightened it out, it was smooth sailing. But we have to be careful of that. We project onto our animals, and we can be wrong. You know, there's a comedian uh, in New York, Bill Maher. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's funny, yeah. Yeah, he can be funny. I listened to him one night, and he has two dogs, he Mm -hmm. said. And I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about how let these dogs be fat. Let them be overweight. Let them eat. Why not? Let's just, like... Throw food at them all day. That's what they do. That's what they want. So what's the big deal? Well, I just sat there and I, my jaw was at the, yeah. the floor because he's a very smart guy. He, well, he's not. Obviously, this is one of his issues and he doesn't want to limit himself. Yes. But I know that Purina did a really interesting study where they kept them lean and they found not only did the dogs live longer, right. but they lived better. Less arthritis, right. less pain, less disease. So you'll have your... I, I get confused when people don't understand that loving them in this way actually hurts them in a very profound significant it takes years off their life and how is taking years off their life loving how can that be seen as a loving thing to do when it's within your control so that's where i get a little confused sometimes i just look at it as to then the cats who are really obese that that gets me because they don't groom themselves they just they can't reach like a gray seal on a beach they're just (laughs) laying there it's like oh gosh well and they then you have to be more careful with cats right you can't fast them or or Uh -uh. because they can get what hepatic lipidosis very good yes oh very good i get a i get a gold star star. tell us about that dr jim yeah, yeah, well, they call it fatty liver, but it's basically, if it, you can't Jenny Craig a cat, you, can, you know, <laughs> you, you have to go very, if you're going to lose weight in a cat, it should be about four pounds over six months. Okay. Very, very slow, because what happens is if they don't get the nutrition that they, they need, they'll mobilize all of this fat to their liver in oh. an effort to break down to get 
energy. Okay. And then the liver just gets all big and swollen, and they get very ill. Oh. And they call it fatty liver, hepatic lipidosis. So probably not upping... Every fat, not every fat cat gets it, but boy, the heavier set ones are more prone for it. Okay. You could think there is a genetic con- component to right. it. But it's not a good thing. No, that doesn't. So probably upping exercise would be a wiser way to go. How are you gonna think on a string? Oh, think on a string. Think, tell me, I want to hear about this thing. I mean, you. I mean, it is so hard for people with cats to increase their exercise. Oh, we, I think it's we, the easiest thing. Oh, we have got to talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we have got to talk. <laughs> Sarah does some uh, private training and has my smart puppy. But I think I'm going to start sending a lot of my obese cats your way. Please do. I'd be happy, happy to give them some ideas. And we have a forum over there for All About Felines, and we can talk about it. All right. This is Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson. Our number this morning, again, is 888-441-9876. we come back, we're going to wrap up the show with a little bit more about these pet owner mistakes and uh, a little surprise that we have as well. We'll be back after this break. Great Pets Radio is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings of up to 50%. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code GPR10, GPR, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more and free shipping on all orders over $35 at PetCareRx.com. If you ask the question, what do I want? What do I need? I'll take a back shot. I reach a mention. I need time. I need love. I crave attention. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson. We are just wrapping up our show talking about the health and behavior of pets. Um, Listen to this one. You ready for this one? Being inconsistent with the rules. Oh, yeah. Yep. Does that really do a number on dogs? It does a number on 
all of us that are <laughs> social. Okay. Absolutely. Because <laughs> then you don't know what to count on and the animals, especially if people get frustrated with them. Again, it's a way that people uh, mistakenly, I think, think of it as loving because they kind of bend the rules yeah. and they think it's okay. Like up on the bed, not on the bed. Yeah, and you jump on me and play, but not when I come home in a suit and uh, all of that. And I say that these things are a promise we make to our animals and that you break the promise every time you vary the rule and bro broken promises cause stress. Uh, we have with us on the line is uh, is Karen Fogarty. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Hey, how are we doing today? Very good, you? Very well, thanks. The uh, Each week we have Karen Fogarty on from the Kachiko Valley Humane Society, and uh, we talk about trying to get a particular pet that she's been dealing with all week, a home. Um, and I think today we're going to talk about not just one pet, Karen, but we're going to talk about 250 of them. Yeah. <laughs> So let's 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 talk about the cats and how great some of the cat because I was there yesterday and I saw a bunch of nice cats. Yeah, we have currently we have about sixty kittens available for adoption, um, ages eight weeks to sixteen weeks, um, all you know, all colors and both sexes, everything. And they, and when you when they go to Kachiko, they 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 get what they they're spayed already. They're already spayed. Vaccinated. Already up to date. Yeah. Um, microchipped. Microchipped. Everything's done. What else? What, what a deal. Any you know, behavior assistance is available if they need it. Um, veterinarians offer free exams post-adoption, which is great. So you get a free, and you also get a free uh, vet exam. Yep. That's Excellent. huge. What a wonderful yeah. deal. So let's get, so we need 250 people to knock on your door. Can right. we do that? Right now. <laughs> or 125 who want to. Hey, <laughs> hey Karen, uh, well, we got you too. Uh, what, what's the phone number there? 749 5322. And you guys are open till what, 4 o'clock today? We're here till 4 today, yeah. All right. And can you talk to us a little bit about next Friday? There's, some, there's a fundraiser that yes. uh, I believe yeah. my co-host is going to be participating in, too. Yes, definitely. Um, we are having our Black Ties and Tails event um, next Friday the 5th at 6 p.m., um, I believe at the Outlook. Um, it is our one of our bigger fundraisers for the year. It's kind of a dinner thing. Is that what it is? We can show up, have dinner, maybe yes, bid on something? Cocktails, dancing, dinner, a, um, a live auction as well for some great stuff. Um, and hopefully everybody will come and have a good time. Great. Well, guess what? We'll be there. We okay. will be there. Uh, we'll both be there. Yes. Yeah, so I'll be giving a little bit of a talk. Excellent. Karen, thanks for the call. Thank you. You do great work. We'll keep it up. Let's try to get set some of those cats adopted today. Excellent. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye. That's Karen Fogarty from Conchico Valley Humane Society. That woman does yeoman's work, I will tell you. She Absolutely. And as the fall is going to turn to winter, having a kitten in the house is a wonderful entertainment. It is. I, I really, I'm, look at, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking proof. Yes. <laughs> I'm the dog guy who now has two cats and is loving it. They're a lot of fun. And they're easy and they're enjoyable and they make great pets. They do. So. They give back what you give to them. If you're loving to them, they tend to be loving to you. If you're distant, they tend to be more distant. Not as needy. I can go away for 24 hours yep. sometimes, and I don't have to say, oh, my God, what do I do? For right. 24 hours, I can just put the litter box, enough food. I can have someone stop in the house for five minutes and say, hello, kitties. That's right. So they're very good, good pets. But anyways, um, that's about it for this week's show of Great Pets Radio. Next week, we will have you back, will we not? Absolutely. I will be here, and people should enjoy this fall and get out into it and exercise their dogs and exercise the cats. Let's Next week, let's talk about how to exercise those cats. Okay. On behalf of Sarah Wilson, this is Dr. Jim McKiernan. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk.
Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.